deep within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time. joined by Heister Marjay and if you're living in America you're probably either pissed off or don't care and if you fall under the don't care category kiss my natural black ass um are we in agreement on that agreed yes uh, unless you've been under a rock uh our country has decided internment camps is the way to go to curb undocumented immigrants it's funny, I remember years ago, like, Jesse Ventura and InfoWars would do, like, these stories where they were, like, Obama's building internment camps and they're digging mass graves for U.S. citizens. And everyone was getting outraged. And now that it's for immigrants, they have not said nay a word about that at all. Yeah, it's like, where where is Alex Jones during this whole time? Where, where are all the conspiracy theorists that thought Obama was going to bring, like, a dictatorship to the United States? Well, Trump is not oppressing white people, so they don't give a shit. They thought Obama was going to have black people getting all the welfare money, you know, them all working just for us. Right. Um, and yet they don't seem to care that children are being ripped away from their parents. Children, as, children still nursing yeah. are being ripped away from their parents. Yeah, I mean, it's really ridiculous in this time. And then the one thing I am hating is that when you ask a person who is a Trump supporter about it, they're like, they shouldn't be illegal. I'm like, but they're being ripped away from their parents. It shouldn't be a matter about policy or politics. It should be like, that is wrong. It shouldn't be happening. That's, it's just wrong. You have one of the stories that still sticks with me. You had a kid who the other children being detained had to change their diaper. And they thought it was a, a kid that wasn't potty trained yet. It was a four-year-old. Like, this is the kind of trauma that's... The, this is the effect of the trauma on these kids to the point that... I, I mean, I'm, I'm speechless about it because I don't even know... We don't even know the long-term effects of this yet. Huh. Uh, long-term effects will probably be uh, an ability to form relationships... Uh, aggression, anger, uh, yeah, just a not well-adjusted human being. (laughs) And people don't care because, yeah, they're supposedly illegal immigrants. A lot of them are are coming to the border asking for asylum, which is legal, absolutely legal. It's a misdemeanor. Like, in the past, it's been a misdemeanor families have not been ripped apart and they're not held indefinitely. And one, one of the other things that I forget who pointed it out. I, I can't remember the exact person. A lot of these people are seeking asylum due to things that the United States has done. This is a result of our foreign policy in South America, in Central America, in all these countries. These people are fleeing from conditions that we created. 
This is true. And uh, yeah, it's the undocumented immigrant that is the misdemeanor. Uh, asylum is completely legal. Yeah. And have you seen any of the internet assholes defending Trump and everyone on this? Of course we have. We have Facebook. And yeah. I mean, they're everywhere. They're, yeah. You know, your power anonymity. God damn it. Anonymity. Damn it. An- Anonymity. Thank you. So, yeah. Well, no, these are people who have their names right oh, yeah. there. It's not anonymous on Facebook usually. Yeah. I mean, unless it's somebody with a sock account. You had one particular, I forget who the blonde bitch is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot who the blonde young lady was who actually I think is going to end up getting fired because she posted about like killing them. Jesus. Yeah. Like lining them up and shooting them. And she got reported not only to Facebook, but also to her employer. Well, never mind. I didn't hear about that one, but Jesus, why killing them? For all the people who claim they're Christ-like, this is some really un-Christ-like behavior. Yeah, uh, Christ's big thing was the family was looking for someone to shelter them. And this is how, this is the hypocrisy of evangelicals and America as a whole. Yeah, uh, that was this one country singer who uh, posted, hey, I would go to the border and shoot them all myself and we wouldn't have this problem. So then his band kicked him out and his solo shows were canceled because people didn't want to deal with the fallout of having him at the show. <laughs> and then, of course, they say their rights are being violated. Right. Human rights are being fucking violated. Speaking of which... The U.S. has withdrawn from the U.N. Human Rights Council. And did you see the spin job that was it Sessions or was it? It was Sessions. It was Sessions, his, his, his spin job on it. Or I forget the exact quote, but it's the dumbest piece of trash I've ever read. I really wish I could find the quote. Uh, you mean him quoting the Bible using the same quote that was used to justify slavery? Maybe it maybe no, it wasn't that one. So that's, no, there's exactly. another one. Jesus Christ. I love people who do I that. Think, I think it was that that Okay, well it might have been. There's a one where he just says it over like we have left the you the you I'll look it up. Give me about five seconds. What is it the America First speech they love so much? No, it's not that one. It's it's, it's some ridiculous give me five seconds, internet. But I mean, besides the fascism in this administration, this is an administration that is making white supremacy mainstream like white supremacist ideology speech rationalizations policies i mean let's not forget that jefferson i mean we've mentioned this before jeff sessions what wasn't he up for like supreme court or something like that and coretta scott king came out and said no hell no this is the most racist man on the planet do not make him a supreme court judge if you are being racist as shit in the 60s where you had to really try to be racist. It was the 80s. This wasn't even the 60s. Never mind. If you had to, yeah, if you had to be justified, called him, yeah, motherfuckers been racist and people try to excuse the fact that he's racist saying that people can change. Fuck him. He's a terrible person. Really wish something, I can't say bad would happen, but I really, something something bad already has happened to him because Trump hates his ass. So he's, he's being, he's being humiliated every day. That's not enough. I want cosmic justice. But he's still getting his way. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, true. he's yeah, he's the butt of a lot of jokes, but he's still getting what he wants. Right. Um, what's that lady name? Chris Jijinen, Nelson Jijin, yeah. the uh, director of Homeland Security. Oh, yeah. The lady with so many J's. Once you got 
that many J's in your name. The only thing you should be doing is trying to get pictures of Spider-Man. Anything more than that is fucking trouble. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so she comes out trying to justify it. And then the day she tries to justify that shit, she goes to a Mexican restaurant. Right? And they booed her ass. That, that, is, that is my favorite thing about this administration is that they have no, like self-reflection they have no understanding of how they come across and they i think they really think of themselves as heroes in this nation but to go to a mexican restaurant really i'm surprised you got served if i just served i'd have been like no (laughs) (laughs) to quote uh childish gambino this is america yeah um i'm surprised she didn't get water thrown on her like that one chick uh, Christy, Tommy Lorraine. Yeah. Well, she was surrounded by Secret Service. Yeah. You you, you can't touch them. Well, you can throw, throw a tater tot at her. That's a, a you, felony. You'll get a, a what? That's assault, assaulting a, um federal employee. That's um yeah, yeah. You 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 can kiss the baby with that one. Life sentence. Yeah. Bitch, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Speaking of women in the administration. Melania Trump went down to visit the kids and she wore a jacket that, um, what did it say? I don't really care. Do you? Hmm. It's from a company known for racist shit. They, they made, so they made like some product with a swastika on it. They had a purse that had like a concentration camp thing on it. Yeah. Pardon? Yeah. And this was like three years ago. This is before the Trump administration that they were known for racist shit. I mean, it's a nice jacket. Man, don't get me wrong. If I, if I had that in my size, I, I wouldn't mind wearing it. It's just I wouldn't wear it, it around, bitch. Not to call her a bitch, but you know what I mean. Like you, you. It's okay to call her a bitch. Okay. <laughs> what is that? Uh, um. So that jacket is unfortunate, but people are trying to say, and I disagree with this. Let me know of how y'all feel. I don't think that was her choice of uh, a jacket was a shot at Trump and the administration. Oh, no. Not at all. It's like people are trying to frame her as like, oh, she's like a spy within the Trump administration. She's actually a good person. It's like, no, she's not. She's she's working with them. Yeah, I thought that too. I'm like, oh, maybe she might be the underdog from within. But after this jacket, I'm like, no, this bitch is a bitch. This bitch is a bitch. This bitch is a (laughs) bitch um my interpretation of it was she didn't really care come on dude that's the first lady she's leaving out wearing a that i'm sorry i think stephen miller picked the jacket out for her oh, I'm sure he did. um that was her rallying their base to counter all our protest on it yeah. all the negative publicity on it uh and then you got mika briz whatever the hell her name is, um, defending the jacket and other people in the press defending the jacket. What is it about white women that people don't want to see as evil or mean or uh, as bad? Well, you know, my theory, my theory is it's the same as the people that saw Get Out and didn't think that the white girl in it, the Allison Williams character, was actually evil. Like they actually thought she was just as much a victim as the black people in the movie. I was mad he didn't shoot that bitch at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't know about this, but I should have. I should have known. Uh, a contingent of people who saw Get Out thought that 
Rose Armitage was a victim of her family, that she was brainwashed as well. They ignored the pictures uh, she had in the box and her weirdness and sicking granddad on them at the end. Um, So are, are we in agreement that this defense of Melania Trump is the Rose Armitage effect? Yeah. Fuck yeah. both of them. Yeah. You should have shot Rose at the end of the movie. I had to think about that because that would have went totally well, way off all to switch those names off. Glad I stopped and thought about that. But yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's ridiculous. At, at the end of the day, like you can't play like she's dumb and didn't understand what it was. Like You knew what it was. You walked yeah. out of the house knowing good and damn well what that phrase meant going to where you were. So, fuck you. Fuck your husband. Fuck the hell course you walked in on. And I hope your kids never learn how to read. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but but no, it's like, and it, it's funny because the actual actress, there, there's a clip of her on Seth Meyers' show where she was saying she had to tell people, it's like, no, no, she's evil. I played her as evil. I played her as part of this whole thing. And she, and she said this. She's a white woman. She said that, like, 100% of the people that were like this were white. Mm-hmm. There were white liberals that thought that Rose was innocent. Well, remember when um, the Hunger Games came out, a bunch of people were upset that Rue was black, even though she was described as black in the book and the people from her district were described as black in the, in the book. My um, Jay standing up. You got to leave, bro? Unfortunately, I do have to leave. I do have things going on. But on the part of that, I do hate when, when it comes to like, characters who are of color come out and everyone gets mad at it it's like it's a fucking movie but when it comes to that role since then I'm really like shocked at this like I didn't know I saw the movie with my Caucasian girlfriend and we both were like yeah that bitch is evil she should definitely have been shot I, I just don't understand how do you how do you combine you don't want to see it alright dude you be cool man alright I appreciate you it's been great I'll talk to you guys later be safe now nah, we got started late it's all my fault. Um, yeah. <laughs> Alright, dude, be safe. Be cool. Be safe. Did Shaq ever stop chasing us? <laughs> he ain't catching us, that big motherfucker. <laughs> just, just I think he's got spies, though. But, but they're just as big as he is, so they can't catch us. <laughs> All right, let's get into some uh, less infuriating topics. I got a bunch of them. Maji would have loved some of these. I got a bunch of stories about snakes. Oh, okay. And a lot of stories in Florida. Of course. All right, here's one. An Alabama man who shot a rattlesnake got a surprise when the headless reptile tried to bite him long after he thought it was dead. But wait, it's trying to bite him with no head? Yes. Uh, Bill Forbes. Forbes man. That's a Marvel deep cut. Sorry. Uh, Saw the snake when he was working in his garden and shot it. Uh, A couple hours later, he he put it in the back of his truck to take it home and show his father and brother. Forbes says the animal began uh, moving again when he grabbed it with a tool and two hours after he shot it. It tried to bite him. What? But it didn't have a head. That's some determination. Um, if you care to see this nightmare, there's a video of it. 
a bunch of these stories I got got videos if you want to look them up. <laughs> That seems like some Lovecraftian shit. I don't need to see that. <laughs> uh, uh, how, how about another snake story? Sure. About snakes in Finland. An improvised method of getting rid of a snake in a garden. It's a lot of snake in garden stories. Uh, <laughs> by spraying it with gasoline, kicked off a chain reaction of events that ended with a house burnt down. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that happening. That that reminds me of the guy that was like using a flamethrower to melt his snow. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. That can't end well though, if you don't know what you're doing. Uh some of the flammable liquid spread by the ill fated homeowner in Suwinto, which is west of Helsinki, uh, Finland, landed on a nearby lawnmower that was still warm enough to ignite it into flames. The flames quickly uh, spread due to extreme dry conditions to the wooden house. <laughs> of course, it's made out of wood. Of course. Uh, yeah, didn't learn from them pigs. Nope. <laughs> At least it wasn't made out of straw. Ooh. Uh, firefighters extinguished the blaze, but the damages reached 15,000 euros, which is 17,000 U.S. Um... The type of snake was not reported, but in that area are venomous black adders, uh, smooth snakes, and grass snakes. Damn. 17,000? Yeah. Should have just chopped its head off. Yeah, well, why would you spray it with gasoline? Right. <laughs> it's a bit overkill. I mean... All right. Sh- sh- shall we continue? Sure. With snakes? Sure, why not? All right, let's talk about snakes, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Uh, I also thought of that public enemy line. Snakes in the morning. Wake up scared, afraid of my warning. Remember that one? Yes, I do. It took me a minute, though, and I'm like, what the hell are you singing, man? <laughs> Call, can I get a witness? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, you guys don't know this, but this whole show has been kind of messed up. We had a mic that wouldn't work. Uh, I went for a bike ride and we got started late. We, yeah, that's why Maja had to dip out. But here we go with another snake story. Jennifer and Jeremy Sutcliffe were working in the garden. I think the moral of the story is don't have a garden. Yeah, don't do garden work. Just let, just let your grass grow really high and have a really messed up, you know, backyard and garden. Don't don't worry about it. Um. When a four-foot-long western diamondback rattlesnake appeared. Oh, shit. I should probably say that this was in Texas. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. (laughs) When the snake startled Jennifer, Jeremy leapt into action and chopped the snake's head off with a shovel. When Jeremy went to pick up the severed head, it bit him. Now, even I know better than this. I don't even live in Texas. (laughs) Like they can, that head can stay alive, or have like reflexes like it's alive for a while after it's been chopped off the body. Well, luckily, um, Jennifer then jumped into action, being a nurse, and called the local hospital and threw him in the car, and they started speeding off to the hospital. Uh, but they weren't going to make it, and he started uh, convulsing and so forth. A helicopter picked him up and took him to the hospital. And Jeremy was saved. So the moral of the story is don't live where snakes are. Nope. 
just you know, go on Yelp, look up are there snakes here, and before you move somewhere, <laughs> you know, look up the management company. Yeah, I'm I'm happy I live in the city where you know the worst what we would get is a garden snake. Yeah, yeah. There, there's people that like to keep boa constrictors, which I don't get that. I don't understand why you would do that. Do Do you want to wake up and get crushed to death? Is that what you want? Funny that you mention that. I got a story about that. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. This this snake story will be our final snake story, and it's a bit of a wild one with a video that you can find. <laughs> Jake Hubbard of Lakeland, Florida, posted uh, the gator python video to Facebook. He said he went into the Everglades Wildlife Management Area 3A this past weekend to meet up with python hunter Mike Kimmel. Python hunter. That's just a badass. Yeah. It's safe to say he's a badass. Yeah. Hubbard and Kimmel, a licensed snake hunter and the owner and operator of Marion County Trapping and Removal, were looking for pythons at night. That's fucking Shit. stupid. But, but look, it's dangerous in the daytime. Why would you go at night when they have the advantage? <laughs> when they came across one large 10 foot long python. That was trying to make a meal out of a small alligator. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> Jack says, I think that little gator's done for. That's a pretty good sized snake. But Kimmel was like, not on my watch. That gator's still alive. And wrestled the snake off the gator. What? What? And saved the gator's life. Apparently, gators are and and pythons are fighting for dominance in the Florida Everglades. You know what I'm thinking, right? Hmm? Sci-fi channel movie. Giant gator versus giant python? Yeah. Or combine them. Like, uh, pie gator? Yeah, or crocodile. Crocodiles are in Africa. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Gatorthon. Gatorthon. That sounds like a telethon for gators. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Camel says, I got you, buddy. Hold on and save the four foot long gator. Uh, he then passed it to Jack, who told uh, Camel, I'm scared of snakes. Then why the fuck are you out there? <laughs> okay, yeah, he's, he's facing down his fears. Yeah, that's what he was doing. <laughs> what the fuck? Official wildlife officials have said that uh, smaller mammal species have virtually disappeared in the Florida Everglades due to the python population, which is primarily from people with pet pythons throwing them away. Alligators are considered apex predators, but even they, even smaller ones, aren't safe from the pythons. Uh, people, watch The Simpsons. You don't introduce an, an animal into a foreign environment. No. And I was, I was, I'm also thinking that's going to be some very confused gators. Because they're, oh, yeah. they're normally like, oh, I'm the apex. It's like, what? oh, wait, what? No, no. I mean, you're not supposed to eat me. I'm supposed to eat you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know why you can't trust those things? Why? Because there are snakes, baby. They don't, they don't. Sorry. 
I had an Alexander O'Neill moment. It happens. Yeah. I miss Majay. <laughs> he would enjoy these stories. Yeah. All right, let's take it to Minnesota, where a woman named Caitlin Strom was at the Winstock Country Music Festival in the town of Winstead, Minnesota, when she decided to do something no one else has ever done. You want to take a guess? Crowd surf naked? Now you know damn well that's been done. Oh, good one. According to uh, Caitlin, we were all just having fun, and I saw this big exhaust pipe, and I was like, hey, my head could probably fit in that. Oh, no. And I did. It fit. And needless to say, Caitlin's head got stuck in a truck's tailpipe. Why? How, how drunk were you? How drunk was she? How high was she? Oh, she was pretty drunk. But it's an exhaust pipe. It's not made for... Never mind. I'm trying, I'm trying I, to apply logic to something that's not logical. Uh, she was also underage. Firefighters came and sawed off the pipe to, ref- to free her head. The- that is a Homer Simpson moment. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> by the way, you're arrested. And also, two orphanages burned down while we were rescuing you. Good job. She was just giving a citation. She wasn't arrested. No, she should have been arrested. She's the at a country music festival. Oh, yeah, Are you kidding? Yeah. How the fuck do you think she's getting arrested? Yeah, that's true. What was I thinking? In Minnesota. I mean, yeah, and they probably like said something like, okay, no, don't do that again. <laughs> That was a pretty good Canadian. (laughs) Uh, Let's go back to Florida. Florida man Douglas Peter Kelly purchased some crystal meth, but feared it wasn't quality merchandise. Fearing he was ripped off, the 49-year-old contacted the sheriff's office saying that he wanted the drugs tested because he was having a bad reaction. Uh, I was going to ask if he had already consumed some when he made that decision. And I was right. (laughs) Investigators said Kelly wanted to press charges against the person who sold him the illegal drug earlier that week. So the drug drug unit (laughs) detectives invited him to come in and have the contraband tested. (laughs) How hard was it for them to not laugh over the phone? Because you know they they were laughing in the background. When Kelly drove to the sheriff's office and allegedly gave the detectives the crystal meth-like substance wrapped in aluminum foil that tested positive for crystal methamphetamine. (laughs) Does he not watch Breaking Bad? There's a way to test drugs. Watch any movie, go online, go to... I'm trying to be logical again. You're being logical with someone who smokes crystal meth. Yeah, they've already made terrible decisions. Um, he was uh, arrested and uh, was released on a $2,500 bond. Wow. I mean, they they have to feel like this just made our job so much easier. Just just drive up to the drive-thru and hand it over. Well, they did put out a, thing, a, a uh, message on their Facebook page saying, hey, anybody else want their drugs tested? <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Have you seen cops playing around on social media uh, going, hey, you got drugs? Come get it tested or turn it in or posting jokes and shit, trying to act like they're all funny and whimsical. I've Didn't- seen them posting jokes. I haven't seen them posting about the drug testing, but I've seen the jokes. Um, yeah, New York cops are terrible with that. I might have to look up some of that shit they're 
shit put out next week, next time. It's like, it's not cute. Like those ones where they try to post the heartwarming stories where it's like, oh, this cop came up and I was really worried, but he was actually telling me that I had a flat tire. And, you know, it's a minority and it's like, that's not funny. It's like, we're terrified of you pulling us over for obvious reasons. So this is not cute. This is not a cute story. Not at all. Uh, well, it's part of their campaign to try to soften their image. Right. It's propaganda. Right. Speaking of shitty laws, Nevada pimp Dennis Hoff wins the GOP primary outing a three-term lawmaker. Dennis Hoff, which you may know from the HBO series Cat House, is the pimp who runs like nine brothels yeah. in Nevada. Yeah. And as you can imagine, he is is just creepy. Yeah, he is currently sort of married to Heidi Fleiss, the Beverly Hills madam of the 80s and 90s. Yeah. It's probably just a business relationship like uh, Trump and Melania. Uh, it's, he's a lot like Trump and Melania. He says Trump has paved the way for him yeah. to uh, be a lawmaker. Oh, he also will be the second lawmaker slash pimp in Nevada if he wins and defeats Lesia Romanoff. Come on, Black Widow's cousin. You can't let this motherfucker win. <laughs> like, do some of that Black Widow shit and, like, what is it called when you, when you, like, she does that move where she jumps on people's shoulders? A hurricane rana. Yeah. Do the hurricane rana. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay money to see a pimp get hurricane rana um, he also wrote a book called The Art of the Pimp, like Trump's Art of the Deal. He's basically the successful version of Donald Trump. Yeah, he's he's just creepy as hell because he is, if you've seen the show Cat House, and even if you haven't, he has a tendency to date the women that work for him. And get them to fight over him. Yeah. Which I guess they, like, to be the bottom bitch. Like, I, I mean... I don't know if anybody's ever seen him. He he's gross. Like he's he's exactly what you imagine. He's a sleazy looking obese guy with like a lot of rings on his fingers. Like he looks like you know that character that Professor X fought, the first telepath that he fought. This is like a nerd thing. The the telepath that he fought when he went to Egypt. The, the Shadow, Shadow King. The Shadow King. That's who he looks like. He looks like the Shadow King, but without the little shades. And the if you watch Legion. Shadow King was the villain in season one. I got all of Legion season two on um, uh, on my DVR, but I haven't watched them yet. But he, he looks more like the Shadow King from the comics, who's just disgusting. Like, I remember Professor Xavier described, like, his telepathic contact as, like, worms crawling around in his brain. Uh, I can equate that dude to worms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's go to another funny story. A 66-year-old mother has been arrested for allegedly shooting at her adult son after saying, I'd be damned if I let him get the last word after an argument over a cell phone. What? Excuse me? (laughs) Mother of the year, anybody? Priscilla Ann Etheridge was taken into custody on Saturday night after the incident near Panama City, Florida. Of course it's Florida. Of course. Well, like we say, um, the reason crimes are hard to solve in Florida is that the press get all the information. They can't hold anything back. That's why every detail of every weird story comes out about Florida. They have access to it. 
Uh, police say the pair were arguing over a cell phone, which she thought he had stolen, but later found in the house. <laughs> the 46-year-old son was fleeing on his uh, bicycle when the mom jumped in the car, drove after him, and busted at him with a 22 caliber handgun. Damn. Uh, she missed and was later taken into custody and is still being held, waiting, last I saw, for her $2,500 bond to be posted. I mean, I understand not wanting to lose an argument, but it's not worth going to jail for, is it? I'm going to say meth was involved. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I'm going to say meth. Yeah. Look, there's, there's a line from Mystery Science Theater. It's like, I think meth has hit this town in a big way. <laughs> oh, speaking of people getting hit, did you see the lady that got hit in the face with a hot dog and got a black eye? Yes. The uh, Philly fanatic. For some dumb reason, in Philadelphia, their mascot comes out with a hot dog cannon, shooting hot dogs wrapped in duck with duct tape into the audience. Like, this can't possibly end badly. We've seen people get hit with t-shirts and other things and posters. Oh, wait, didn't Maude die from one of those yes, Maude Flanders? It was supposed to hit Homer and it hit her instead. Damn, I remember that because it was so sad because she get hit and fall off the uh, bleachers and Ned just turns around and go, Maude, and the next scene is her funeral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that now was, this story took a dark turn. That was a fucked up episode. <laughs> Rest in peace, Maude Flanders. Stupid, sexy Flanders. <laughs> All right. Let me do one more story and we'll end it up. Uh, should we stay in Florida? Do we have a Russia story? I, I don't have any foreign stories Man. this week. I'm sorry. I'll have to look for some Russia stories. All right. We're going to Canada, north of the border. Canada, where they recently legalized marijuana. Oh, you mean that country that, country that we're at war with currently? How the fuck are we at war with Canada? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, I mean literally. Oh, yeah. How the f- trade war, aggression, anger. I'm sorry. Uh, you ever read the stories about uh, the Canadian Special Forces and what they did in Afghanistan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those fuckers are terrifying. You know why they're so good? Why? I got a theory on why uh, the Canadian Special Forces are so good. Because every movie film or TV show filmed cheaply is filmed in Canada. There is a place in Canada that looks like every place in the world. So they can train wherever they want to deal with anything. They probably got their own little Vietnam in Canada. I never thought about that, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Canada is prepared to take over the world and y'all president is about, is fucking with them. I, you know what? I'm not a fan of Trudeau, but I wouldn't have no problem. You know, Canada took over the United States. He sucks, but comparatively... Yeah, it, it's, it's a crappiness that I can work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's so concerned about his image, we could probably pressure him into doing good. Oh, yeah. He, he's like he's like Obama light, basically. Yeah, very, very, very light. With a bad haircut. Basically. Seriously, why do women think he's cute? Ladies, up your standards. But um, <laughs> in Canada, Eric Abra... Mavitz sued his ex-girlfriend Jennifer Lee for sabotaging his music career. Did she? What? How did she do that? I'll tell you. 
<laughs> my Jay would have loved this story. In 2013, Eric applied to study at the Colborne Conservatory of Music in Los Angeles under Yehuda Gilad. He is a uh, world-famous clarinet player. Okay. I, I just thought his name sounded like something you would apply to your underarms. But okay. Um, I, I was thinking probably Goban Powder's chief uh, rival, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but the flame, the flamed, the famed clarinet. Wait, where's my beer? Give me a minute. Wow, dude, my J went and ate tapas without us. I know, bastard. Um, the famed clarinet teacher accepts only two students a year. Oh wow! Each one receives a full scholarship. That covers tuition, room and board, and money for other expenses. Holy shit. That's that's pretty prestigious. Indeed it is. Uh, (laughs) uh, Perhaps most importantly, the chosen few are virtually guaranteed a high-paying symphony career upon graduation. You're training with the best. See, when you mentioned music career, I thought it was going to be some dude that has, like, some garage band. Like, this sounds like some serious shit. This sounds like the real thing. You thought we was talking about a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, something like that. No, this isn't about Post Malone. Um, <laughs> white dudes rapping. You don't have to tattoo your faces. It's, 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 no. The Joker isn't cool. No, don't tattoo your face and your neck. Stop doing that shit. Uh... Eric went through the extensive screening process, including a live audition that February and felt confident that he'd be accepted. But a few weeks later, he received a rejection letter uh, email to him. He was crushed and chose to finish his bachelor degree at McGill University in Montreal. Two years passed before uh, Eric discovered that he had actually been accepted and that his girlfriend, Jennifer Lee, whom he had only been dating for five months, had deleted the email and composed a rejection letter. I feel my face getting hot. I'm getting mad about this for this dude. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have a Maje moment here. Bitch, what? (laughs) Excuse me? Please tell me he dumped her ass. Eric told the court that Lee had access to his email and was able to delete the uh, the original email and compose a new one and that's actually a crime too that's a crime to go into someone else's email mm-hmm. like not just not even just the forgery part it's a crime to to go into someone else's email do you want to know her alleged um motive no fuck her <laughs> but for the sake of the show yes to keep him from moving away Uh, you can't see my face right now, but I, I, I'm so enraged right now. That is some selfish ass, that is some selfish shit. Very, five months. They had only been together five Five months. months. You know what? Planes, trains, automobiles. You can go visit him. Skype. Do you know how much money he would have made in his career? You would have been going to the best places, the best restaurants, resorts. 
No, you would have. He would have been traveling in nice places. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, he would. He he was going to get a high paying job with multiple symphonies, traveling the world. Dude, ticket was written. And you've only been dating her for five months. That should be the point where you're like, I got the golden ticket. I am dating somebody that is going to be set for life. Well, Ontario Superior Court Judge David Cobet found that Lee deliberately stalled the career of her then-boyfriend and ordered her to pay $260,000 which uh, roughly what he would have made in a couple of years. I'm going to guess she doesn't have that kind of money. Um, Wage garnishment like a motherfucker. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but my question is, now that the guy that accepted him knows this, would they accept him back into the program? You think I deep dive into a story like that? No. No, I, I, <laughs> no, I should have. No, I'm just speculating. <laughs> It's just like, because that would be my next strategy. It's like, once once I have that, you know, legal action against her, it'd be like, you know, this is what happened. This is her fault. It's not mine. So let me into the program now so I can actually start my career up. There is no moral to the story. The moral of the story is sometimes shit happens. Yeah. That that seems to be moral to this entire day. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Inept Supervillains Podcast. Google has now introduced their own podcast app and we are on it already because we were already on Google Play. So you can go there and jump to that if you don't have Stitcher or um, one of the other podcast apps. So yeah, we are everywhere. You can listen to podcasts. I'm going to look into getting us on Spotify. If it won't cost me any more money, I'll do it, but we'll see. Be sure to listen to the rest of the Moho shows. Uh, We will be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Peace and be safe. Also, um, if you get on iTunes, definitely rate us. Please rate us. Please? Yeah. I know a bunch of y'all got iTunes. You know, I haven't checked that in a few weeks. (laughs) That's that's why I'm saying that. It's like, please rate us because I Thank you. I've rated us too. Is that cheating? Rating our own podcast? No. Oh. If, if they let us do it, I'll do it. All right. All right, everybody. Peace and be safe. <laughs>